G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we do like to check in on those breaking news headlines as they're coming out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Those developments often are important insights into what God may be doing in our world. Ron Ross has been across the headlines once again this week. He's back with us. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with uh, something political. The new Netanyahu coalition is close to complete as negotiations continue. What are the headlines telling us? Yeah, they go on and on, don't they? The Likud and Religious Zionist Party reached a coalition agreement that clears the way for Prime Minister-designate Benjamin Netanyahu to form a government backed by 64 members of the parliament, known in Israel as the Knesset. Under the accord, religious Zionist party leader Bezalel Smotrich will become finance minister for two years under a rotation deal with Shaz faction head Aryeh Derai. The religious Zionist party, which has seven Knesset seats, will also get a post in the defence ministry. Netanyahu has already reached coalition agreements with Osma Yehudit, which has six Knesset seats, and Nom, which just has one. A preliminary agreement has also been reached with United Torah Judaism, which has seven seats. So bit by bit, Benjamin's getting there. And I suspect ordinary Israelis will be looking for something a little more stable than they've had for some years. Hey, let's move on. (laughs) Sure. Some other headlines here. Ron, the US Secretary of State has warned the new Israeli government not to allow prayer on the Temple Mount. What's this one about? Oh, dear, dear. When he addressed the annual event for the radical left J Street, Secretary of State Blinken took an opening shot at the incoming conservative Israeli government warning, we expect the new government to continue to work with us to advance our shared values, just as we have previous governments. We will continue to express our support for core democratic principles, including respect for the rights of the LGBTQ community. Blinken insisted that the Biden regime would hold Israel to the mutual standards we have established in our relationship over the past seven decades. We will also continue to unequivocally oppose any acts that undermine the prospects of a two-state solution, including, but not limited to, settlement expansion, moves towards annexation of the West Bank, disruption of the historic status quo at holy sites, demolitions and evictions, and incitement to violence, Blinken told J Street. Blinken's reference to the historic status quo at holy sites is a euphemism for banning Jews from praying at the Temple Mount, the holiest site in Judaism. 
Uh, just before we move on from this one, Ron, and you're across the culture, you lived in Israel for a long time, uh, the Temple Mount, it's under the control of... Uh, the Arabs, the uh, Islamists, and you just can't even pray quietly if you're a Christian and allowed onto the Temple Mount. We had to pray with our mouths shut uh, when we went on the site. Uh, I had a young couple with me once from uh, South Africa, and they got put aside by the religious police because they were holding hands, and they were a young married couple. It's a very sad situation, and it just is a struggling sight to see a left-wing government in the U.S. attacking a right-wing government in Israel. Okay, uh, there's a very strict set of rules around the Temple Mount. Hey, let's move on. Another headline, Ron. Iran has executed four people. It's accused of spying for Israel. What's this one about? Yeah, Iranian authorities executed four people on Sunday accused of working for Mossad, the intelligence agency of Israel, uh, the state-run Iranian news agency reported. Three others received lengthy prison sentences. IRNA, the media, said the country's powerful revolutionary guard announced the arrests of a network of people linked to the Israeli agency. It said the members had previous criminal records and tried to disrupt the country's security. But in a developing situation, Iranians went on strike across the country on Monday as protesters began a three-day protest movement coinciding with Student Day, a commemoration of the murder of three university students by the Shah's police force. Video from cities and towns throughout Iran showed businesses shuttered, including in Tehran, Isfahan, Bashir, Shiraz, and numerous other cities across the country. Strikes have been reported throughout the ongoing protests, with businesses in Kurdish areas striking almost constantly since the protests began over 11 weeks ago. The workers' unions express solidarity with the protesters. The Organizing Council for Protests of Oil Contract Workers published a statement supporting the calls for strikes and protests, noting that teachers, medical staff, doctors, truck drivers, market shopkeepers and people in different cities have expressed their solidarity with the protests in Iran. Ron, a number of commentators have told me about the United Nations and a distinct bias against the nation of Israel. There's a Headline today, the United Nations has adopted a resolution calling the founding of Israel a catastrophe. What's this one about? The UN General Assembly this week passed a resolution to categorize the founding of the modern state of Israel in 1948 as a catastrophe in what has been heralded as a major victory for pro-Palestinian activists. The word Nakba which means catastrophe or disaster in Arabic, was also a term coined by the Palestinians to commemorate the Jewish state's founding. The UN resolution acknowledges the Palestinian version of the events that led to Israel's creation and calls for the commemoration of the 75th anniversary of the Nakba, with a high-level event at the global body on May the 15th next year. May 15 is the day... 
Palestinians marked the Nakba, which is the day after Israel's independence was declared in 1948. And on a little bit lighter note, Ron, the recently opened new museum on Broadway uh, in the United States in New York has a very distinct Jewish emphasis. I admit I started singing songs as I read this. The museum on Broadway opened last month. It's a three-story tribute to the famous Broadway Theatre District. It's organised around a series of rooms dedicated to landmark musicals and plays, and the majority bear the stamp of Jewish creators, Jerome Kahn, Oscar Hammerstein's Showboat, Richard Rogers at Hammerstein's Oklahoma, Leonard Burnside's West Side Story, Stephen Sondheim's Company, other projects dedicated to the history of Broadway aren't shy about noting the overrepresentation of Jews in the business. Broadway musicals, a Jewish legacy, is a documentary that notes that over a 50-year period of its development, the songs of the Broadway musical were created almost exclusively by Jewish writers. The Jewishness of Broadway is taken as a given. In addition to the musical tributes, there's a wall of placards singling out the contributions of Sondheim and the director Harold Prince, a corner totally devoted to Fiddler on the Roof, and a gallery celebrating Joe Papp. Its approach is chronological, with a timeline that pulls visitors from room to room, from vaudeville through Broadway's golden age up to the present. Original costumes and props are on display in Instagram-ready settings that resemble the original sets from many shows. It brings back many happy memories, and I think maybe this is what the Bible meant in blessed to be a blessing. Well, when you mention all of those names of those composers of those Broadway musicals and they all have a distinct Jewish sound about them, uh, it's no doubt there's been a huge influence. Ron, wonderful getting your insights. Thank you so much for another great update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.